May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our So what is the relevance of this now, of the last being first and the first being last? Now how do I make this relevant in my life? What do I do? I consider it part of my calling in my life of trying to usher in the kingdom of heaven, here and now. The kingdom of heaven is certainly where we're going by virtue of our baptism and by virtue of, of our love of the Lord. But the kingdom of heaven is here and is now and is breaking through. And we witness that and we're part of that happening. And I want to be part of that happening, of this kingdom of heaven. So in order for me to be the person that I desire to be to make that happen, I need to try to put on the mind of Christ. I need to try to see the world through his eyes, to perceive it that way. I need to try to live my life to be worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He took it upon himself to sacrifice his life for me, then I am fully obligated to him. 
One of the ways that I try to teach this great reversal to the young people that are under my charge is by hitting them in the face with these five essential promises or truths that I'm going to let you know now. This comes from Richard Rohr, primarily in his book called Adam's Return. So these are five essential messages. You need to hold on to your cues because they aren't pretty and they're in the negative rather than in the positive, but they are true. Ready? Number one, life is hard. We know this to be a fact. I mean, if we took the mean age of the people that are in this church right now, we have seen a lot of life. We have seen death, we have seen illness, we have lost people, we have lost friendships, we have been lied to, we've been betrayed, we've been hurt. Life is hard. Number two, you are not important. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? I am not important, and you are not important. Number three, your life is not about you. Number four, you are not in control. Number five, you're going to die. They hit hard, but they are true. <clears throat> Life is hard. You are not important. I am not important. Your life is not all about you, and neither is mine. You are not in control. I am not in control. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Let me unpack this a little for us. Hey, life is hard. As I said, we all know this to a greater or lesser degree that life is hard. And for some of us in this holy place now, life is hard. For some of us, it's not so hard at this moment. But we know that it is hard. Embedded within that is a gift. Embedded within the hardness of life is a jewel that if we don't run from it, don't escape from it, that we can discover what it is that God is teaching us through the difficulties of life. Suffering can be a gift. I think that real change in life only occurs by two things. Struggle and amazing love. Those are the two paths. Great, overwhelming love and deep struggle. But we do not do this alone. We do not struggle alone. We try to take each other's hand. We try to walk with each other through the darkness, through the hurt, through the pain. If we know that someone is in that space, and that we, we do not act upon that, then shame on us. We're clearly called to minister to each other in our pain. That's clearly Jesus' calling to us, to step forth 
and to go together through the darkness. We're God's people. We walk together. Two, you are not important. I am not important. There's a saying that a friend of mine uses frequently. He says, I'm not much, but I'm just about all I ever think about. It's true. It's true for me. Um, the world tells us what is important, that wealth is important, that stature is important, that fame is important, that excelling at something is important, and on and on. The gospel tells us that we are not important. It's like Copernicus. So before Copernicus and Galileo, everything revolved around the earth. It made sense that those pieces that didn't make sense, they just kind of threw out. <laughs> but we are not the center of the universe. The earth is not the center. The world does not revolve around me. And I don't want it to revolve around me. I would only make a colossal mess of that. I'm not important. The world is bigger than my world and my importance. True importance is a gift. And it is something that is imparted to us. You are not important, but you are important to me. And you're important to me. And you're important to God. When we are in the traces and we're pulling this gospel forward, this kingdom of heaven forward, then we are important. Because we're in the role that we were created to be. And what we do is therefore important in that regard. Otherwise, we're not. And we're often just in the way. Even worse. Number three, your life is not about you, which is closely connected with number two of not being important, but your life is not about you, and my life is not about me. We're part of a larger whole. We're part of taking care of each other, like I said, and moving through the darkness with each other. We're called to be bearers of light. If my life is not about me, then what is my life about? My life is about this kingdom of heaven. And it's about bringing God's love and God's joy into the world, into the present, into the relationships that are in my life. The people in my life or what is important. Jesus Christ is what is important in my life. You are not in control. This is a difficult one for me, this relinquishing of control. 
And yet, as I grow older and older, I found that I'm not in control of a lot of things. I'm not in control of certain functions of my body. I'm not in control of illnesses. I'm not in control of what other people do. And so if I'm not in control of my life, then who is? Am I at the whims of a chaotic world that doesn't matter? Or do I put my trust in the one who should be in control and who loves me enough to take me into the places where I need to be? Can I put my trust in the Lord? It's hard. It is a daily, daily challenge to me to remind myself of that and to do that. To do that requires for me to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as I perceive the Holy Spirit speaking to me through friends, through journaling, through scripture. Where are you leading me, Lord? What should I do now? What should I say now, Lord? Who needs you, Lord? You are going to die. We know that we're all going to die in the mortal flesh. We know that all living things die, and that we will too. But we also know that death has been defeated. We know that death has been conquered, and conquered for us. And so the promise that goes with that is that there is life after this life that's better. Paul is, is wrestling with this in his letter to the Philippians. He said, should I stay and minister to God's people and usher this kingdom forward, or should I die to be where I really want to be? He says, I think I'm going to stay a while because I'm needed. There are other deaths besides death of the flesh here, and there's the deaths of number two, three, and four of what I just told you. There's the death of importance of myself. There's the death of it being all about me and my selfish self, and it's the death of me being in control. I want those things to die in me daily. Because it's only through those deaths that I can live. Truly live. And I believe that these are true for all of us. The grain of wheat has to die and fall to the ground or it cannot bear fruit. We must die to those things that are stumbling blocks to our ministry in the world and stumbling blocks to our relationship with the Lord. This is all good news. It doesn't seem like good news on its face, but it is. 
Because if we go on in complacency, in a selfish, self-centered, untrusting way of life, then we're not living. This is not life. And the gospel is the good news about life and life here and now and life hereafter. Life is hard. We are not important. It's not all about us.